To everybody out there, you know the question that we have been kicking around for quite some time now, and that is, what would it take for the Nationals to trade away Lane Thomas? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 as I have taken my passion for baseball into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. To the everydayers out there, find me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and also follow the show at LO underscore Nationals as well. Well, and before we get started with previewing today's show, happy Independence Day to all of you Americans out there. It is a special holiday where we all get out. We get to celebrate this country and do what we need to do. Maybe someday the Nationals can celebrate Independence Day from the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. Hey, who said that? Not me. Don't say that. Don't be mean. Don't be mean on this Independence Day. That was just a joke. So let's get into it. Today's show will be a little bit shorter on this uh, nice little holiday, you could say. So we're going to discuss, it's MLB Draft Week. You guys all know, each and every day this week, I'll be breaking down one potential Nationals prospect who could be drafted this Sunday by them. On today's show, it's the big right-handed pitcher, Paul Skeens from Louisiana State University. I've Broke down his teammate yesterday and what he could do for this Nationals organization. So next, today, we're going to break down Paul Skeens. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But let's start off with this topic to chew on here. We all know about the trade deadline here in Washington, D.C. Over the last few years, it's been an eventful one, to say the least. You've traded away Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Mike Rizzo has done all of these moves, and so far, the early returns on these deals have been pretty damn good, and even highlighted by a John Lester trade back in the 2021 deadline for none other than Lane Thomas, the outfielder right now who sits at the center of trade discussions in Major League Baseball. And Lane Thomas, let's just get this out, out of the way real quick. I don't want to trade Lane Thomas. At one point last month, it kind of stuck to me that I don't know if we could trade Lane Thomas the way that this guy's been playing. Just the simple fact of his age still being in the mid to late 20s there. This guy still has two and a half years left of control on a really cheap deal, obviously. Lane Thomas has been an incredible portion of this Nationals team so far this season. And if you ask yourself this question, where would you, where would we be without Lane Thomas? The Nationals would be a lot worse, I can tell you that. But the question is today. What would it take to trade away Lane Thomas? Let me answer that. It would have to take a big deal. And now it's nothing going to be near what we got in return for Juan Soto. Nothing even close to that. You probably won't even get a prospect similar to all those guys that we got in last year's deadline. But my potential package for Lane Thomas, something that I would give the check mark to for Mike Rizzo to make this move, 
if you were to get a fringe top 100 prospect. And it's not just that. You would have to get a top 100 or a fringe top 100 guy, someone who has been a legit prospect who, and also someone who's hopefully close to the major league, someone that we could see potentially at the second half of this season. I would like to see a move like this if it were to meet the asking price. And that is the only question here is if a team would meet that asking price. Because I know Mike Rizzo. I don't know him, but I know that he's going to do this. He's going to set a price high. And if teams don't make that price, he's not going to sell Lane Thomas. And that's what the way that it should be. Just from what the simple facts of what Lane Thomas has done here in Washington, what he has proven this season, the steps and the strides that he has making over the last few years. This guy is a legit ball player that people will be calling for come this trade deadline. You look around the National League and really the American League as well. People need outfielders. They need depth in their outfield. Lane Thomas is not only a depth piece, but this is someone who's going to be a starter for a team if they do trade for him. And when these guys do come available like a Lane Thomas, it's always a tough question to ask because you ask yourself this. Is he blocking anyone down in the minor leagues? Well, if you put it that way, you got Robert Hassel. You have Elijah Green. Yep, Jeremy De La Rosa, and you have James Wood. And you potentially also have Dylan Cruz, Christian Vaccaro. All these different outfield prospects, and the Nationals have done a relatively pretty good job developing all of them. You have to ask yourself this question. Is this guy blocking anyone? And I still say no. I say no that Lane Thomas is not, and that is why I would not be trading him come this deadline unless you are blown away with the offer. And what would an offer that would blow me away look like? Like I said, a fringe top 100 prospect and as well as another lottery guy. And when I say a lottery guy, I mean someone like a 17-year-old down in the Dominican Summer League there. Kind of someone that you would hope would turn into Jordan Alvarez. Similar to the way that the Dodgers traded him over the Houston Astros years ago. I want one of those lottery type of guys along with a fringe top 100 prospect. Because Mike Rizzo, if he wants to do this, I give him all the trust in the world when it comes to these trades. And don't forget this. You will basically turn John Lester, that trade that you got in return for Lane Thomas, you will turn that John Lester trade into a maybe fringe top 100 prospect, someone who could help you out for the next seven years. And you could also turn it into another lottery guy, someone who has been very good down in the Dominican Summer League, someone the Nationals can develop. That is kind of what I would hope for in return. Now, is that possible? Is that even feasible for Mike Rizzo to pull this off? Yes, it is. Mike Rizzo, while he is a scout, a generational scout, someone who is very good at his job, someone who develops talent, someone who finds talent in general, Mike Rizzo, the best things that he has done as a GM for the Washington Nationals were working the trades. Because if you were to ask yourself two years ago, would Josiah Gray be an all-star right now? I would say no. Max Scherzer ain't an all-star. At least he shouldn't be. Josiah Gray is now an all-star from the development and from that Max Scherzer trade turner trade. Kibet Ruiz is on the rise. He's still coming up. He's still got to work a little bit more at the plate there. 
But what Mike Rizzo does best is working the phones and doing these trades and getting the most amount of value out of these trade returns. That is why I would give Rizzo the green light to trade away someone like Lane Thomas because he finds value in these trades. And it's not just value that's going to get you a healthy return for a Lane Thomas. It's someone that's going to help you down the line. Because Lane Thomas, I love the guy. Let's be honest, we love him. But is this really the Lane Thomas that will be here over the next few years? Do we think to ourselves that this guy may have peaked his value this season and that the Nationals should sell high? Because that's how I believe about many of these guys who could be, quote-unquote, one-hit wonders. Now, I've always been really high on Lane Thomas. and I've always kind of said he's not a five-tool player, but he's got a five-tool kind of mindset. The guy runs, he plays defense, he can hit for power. I mean, 14 home runs this season through about 83, 84 games. This guy's been incredible for the Nationals this season. 14 home runs, many RBIs, many extra base hits. He's walking a little bit more. He's striking out a ton, but even then, you kind of expect that from Lane Thomas. And in the year of 2023 in Major League Baseball, striking out to no issue. No issue whatsoever. So what Lane Thomas has done, not only has it been impressive, But it brings up the question is, do you have to sell this value high and get something back in return while you can? Because it doesn't matter how good Lane Thomas is going to be down the line. His value will not be as high as it is right now, as we saw with last year's trade deadline when it came to Juan Soto. Juan Soto's value back then was higher than it will ever be. And the reason why that is is because he had two and a half years left of control. That's three postseason runs for a baseball team. That's very good. Because typically, you sell when they only have a half year left. But if you sell when it's time to sell, like two and a half years before they're free agents, then that's the time to do it. So if Mike Rizzo, if he were to come to this deadline, and he sets a price, and he's like, I need X, whatever that be, a fringe top 100 prospect, I'm going to need a lottery guy as well. Someone who's a young, up-and-comer prospect, hopefully down in the DSO. That is the asking price that Mike Rizzo will be asking for. And if a team does meet that asking price, and if he likes the prospects that they're giving in return, then guess what? Mike Rizzo, you should pull the trigger. You should absolutely do that trade. Because this Nationals team, while it is exciting with Lane Thomas, while he has been a very bright spot to this team and the organization this year, and while he's kind of been an analytical darling at some senses, you could say also, just from the way that he's developed here in Washington, D.C. The eyes are on the prize, and the prize is the future. If Mike Rizzo can generate prospects, some guys that could help us down the line to even further our window of winning for the next decade, then I think you have to do that trade. But also, if you were to ask me if they're not going to meet that price, and I'm meeting, you got to meet that price. You have to give me that. The fringe top 100 prospects, someone who's going to turn in and be a very good, solid prospect down the line for the Nationals, and as well as that lottery kind of guy, then I'm not selling him just because of the value that he has brought to this team. And it is an important factor to have someone that could help you right here and right now, especially when you have younger guys coming up who will need a veteran presence to really kind of help them mold into the major leagues. So again, Lane Thomas 
they got to meet an asking price when it comes to trading him, in my opinion. You should not just trade him away just to trade him away because you have Robert Hassel and James Wood and Elijah Green, Christian Beccaro, Jeremy De La Rosa. That's not how this works. You have to bank on someone like Elaine Thomas, either trade him or keep him and help him be a building block for this Nationals rebuild. So Mike Grizzle is going to set the price, and a team's going to have to meet that price to trade him. That's just my opinion. Simple as that. The Nationals do play today, July 4th at 11.05. And if you're already watching this, guess what? The game's already happening. So you can catch every pitch in the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And the best time in the year for the Nationals is draft season. So now it's time to break down right-handed pitcher from Louisiana State University, the World Series champions. And they're number one pitcher, the number one prospect in this year's draft. That is right-handed pitcher Paul Skeens. We're going to break down him and really get down to what the Nationals could do with Paul Skeens. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. <clears throat> and guys, take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid Instantly, there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Now we get back into it as it is time to break down the big, the nasty, the scary right-handed pitcher, Paul Skeens from Louisiana State University. And let's just get right into it. Rip the Band-Aid off here. Jump right into this pool. Paul Skeens, if you are aware, is probably the best pitching prospect since Steven Strasburg. The number one overall pick back in the 2009 MLB draft for your Washington Nationals. And that is when the rumors started to swirl. Paul Skeens will be a Washington National. Paul Skeens, if he is there at number two, will be a Washington National. We'll get into that part of it a little bit later on, but let's talk about what Paul Skeens does really damn well for your, potentially, your Washington Nationals. Paul Skeens is known for his 99-mile-per-hour fastball. He really sits 99 all the way to 101. This guy is a wonder when it comes to pitching, and when it comes to his fastball. He's got one of the best fastballs entering the MLB draft probably since Steven Strasburg. You could make the case for someone like a Garrett Cole, but Paul Skeens has an 80-grade fastball. If you aren't aware how these prospect scales work, an 80-grade fastball is the highest you could possibly go. He got 100% on his test. That is how good Paul Skeens has been graded as far as his fastball goes. And also you may ask, well, MLB hitters can hit fastballs. Absolutely. What's his secondary pitch? His slider, which is also one of the highest graded pitches in this MLB draft. He's got the arsenal just from those two pitches to be a successful major league pitcher. He really does. But he also throws a changeup. 
But you may ask, there's got to be something wrong with this guy, right? Not really. The only issue, really, when it comes to Paul Skeens, some people bring up his mechanics and say they're a little bit flawed and say that it could cause an arm injury down the line. I'm not going to get into that. I don't really know what it is with that. Those experts, quote-unquote experts out there, they say they can narrow it out. Let them do that. Paul Skeens, what I have seen so far is someone who's going to command the zone relatively well while the strike zone is a little different at the college level than the major league level. The umps are a little bit worse down in the NCAA, let's just be honest. But Paul Skeens and what he has done, I think he has proven himself to not only be the best pitching prospect since Steven Strasburg. In my mind, he's probably a top two or three pitching prospect of all time. Just from what this guy has done at the college level in one year of just pitching. This guy was a two-way player at the University of Air Force. And oh, by the way, Paul Skeens, the other day on uh, Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, he discussed the possibility of being a two-way player at the major league level. And now, while you may ask yourself, was he a good hitter? Is this a possibility? Guys, he raked at the college level with the University of Air or the Air Force Academy, whatever it is. He raked and killed the ball there. This guy is a legit power bat as well. So if he were to give this two-way player a shot, if they were to give him a shot at the hitting level, he could do it. He potentially could do it. Now, will he? Will teams want that? Probably not. But you know what his bargaining chip is? I'm not going to sign with you unless you give me a fair shot to do both. And he wasn't joking when he said that he really wants to do it. He wants to give it a try. He should be. Because if you look at his numbers, this guy has the power. In my opinion, if you were to give this guy a grade or a prospect grade on his power, I think it's 60 grade power. Someone who's probably was going to be a second to third round pick just as a hitter if he never pitched. But he pitched, and we know he's really damn good at it. So that is why he's going in as a pitcher. But now let's flip this question to the national side of things. If Paul Skeens is there, will the Washington Nationals take him? I'm starting to believe that not only will Paul Skeens not be there, he's going to be the number one overall pick. Just from what the Pirates and the Nationals, everything that has been coming out as of recent, the way that Dylan Cruz has alluded to the fact that he doesn't really want to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who, in my opinion, Dylan Cruz is the number one prospect in this year's draft. So Paul Skeens, it is looking like he will be going to the Pittsburgh Pirates there at number one overall. And I say that, and it's honestly a great pick. I was talking with Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates the other night, and we were both saying, if we get Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz, I'll be thrilled. And that's really the truth with it. I love Paul Skeens. I love the prospect that this guy could be. I truly do believe that this guy is a potential Cy Young Award winner down the road. And also, he's got Justin Verlander's agent. It's not nothing. Paul Skeens could be that kind of guy who turns your farm system around, who is your opening day starter for years to come, inked in pen. That's the kind of guy that Paul Skeens is, the guy who's going to take the ball in Game 7 of the World Series and lead your team to a victory. 
the guy who in an elimination wildcard game will take the ball out of the bullpen and lead your team to victory. That is the kind of pitcher that Paul Skeens has proved himself to be. And I think that is why the Pittsburgh Pirates will take him number one overall come this MLB draft on Sunday night. It's not for the fact that, well, while Dylan Cruz, the rumors have said that he does not want to play for Pittsburgh and he wants to play for Washington, D.C. I don't really think it's because of that either. Because the Pirates could take Dylan Cruz and he would sign the deal. I don't care what anyone says. This guy would not hold out. He would not say, no, I'm not going to play for you. No, it's not how it works. It's not going to happen. But Paul Skeens has worked his way into that number one overall pick. And it's not just because of all these rumors that have come out saying how Dylan Cruz doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh, how Paul Skeens could cut a deal at number one overall. This guy's a legit player. And I do think it is a coin flip for the Pirates to take Dylan Cruz or a Paul Skeens. Just from the way that he proved himself over this College World Series, that this guy is not only a legit prospect, but he is a very good front-of-the-line ace type of pitcher. Someone who is a generational prospect that some people have been touting for him now. That's how good Paul Skeens has really risen. And if we, if you remember, over the winter, we were talking about another guy who they were saying could be the best pitching prospects in Strasburg. Chase Dolander from the University of Tennessee. What happened to him? He got rocked in the SEC this year. He's still expected to be a top 10, top 12 pick. We'll have to see about that. But it's kind of funny. They were all touting Dahlander as the guy, as the next Strasburg. And not only is he not that, but he got taken over by someone else who is probably better than Strasburg. Because his numbers certainly indicate that. The way that Paul Skeens has pitched this year, his numbers are insane. And I didn't even read these off for a reason, but hear me out for a second. He had 15.3 strikeouts per nine innings. He had a 169. ERA in 19 starts. Just to kind of put this into perspective, he pitched 122 and two-thirds innings this year. He had 209 strikeouts. He only yielded 72 hits. And he had a 0.75 whip. And you may ask, well, this guy, they say the command's a little off, right? He walked one and a half batters per nine innings. Paul Skeens is legit. And if the Nationals, if he were to be there at number two, and let's say Dylan Cruz is as well, both Cruz and Skeens are at number two for the Washington Nationals. I believe they take Paul Skeens. And it's because the way that Rizzo likes to build his team. Look throughout the 2010s. Most of the time, you'll see a big right-handed pitcher there who could throw 99 miles per hour. Jackson Rutledge, Eric Fetty, Lucas Giolito. Names like that. Cade Cavalli back in 2020. Mike Rizzo has a way to build, man. And it's building through pitching. So if Paul Skeens is there, I do believe Paul Skeens will be the number one pick for the Nationals. Now you may ask, what do you think? What do I think? I would take Dylan Cruz. I wouldn't even look back. It would take me a second. I think Dylan Cruz is that good. And now Paul Skeens is electric and amazing as well. And again, let me reiterate this. I will not be upset if we end up with Paul Skeens. Oh, no. We get a Cy Young Award winner down the line. Oh, we got an ace for years to come. We passed on Dylan Cruz. No, 
I'll be fine. I'll be perfectly happy if we did get Paul Skeens. But I want Dylan Cruz. And the Nationals need Dylan Cruz, in my opinion. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. The Nationals are playing currently right now, but it is July 4th. We do have the day off, but not here at Locked On Nationals because it is your team every single day. Make sure to check us out over on YouTube. Subscribe at Locked On Nationals there. Drop a thumbs up. Let me know. Leave a review. DMs are open at LO underscore Nationals over on Twitter. And catch me over on Twitter as well at RyanClary11. I like to tweet about all things Washington, D.C. sports and as well as anything else. But again, it is Independence Day. So happy Independence Day. And thank you guys. If you're listening right now, shooting off some fireworks, send me a tweet at RyanClary11. I would love to see that. Maybe you're listening on your Amazon Echo, whatever that is, your Alexa whatever they call that Amazon thing nowadays. So catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. You just got to search Nationals there. All right, everybody. Enjoy your July 4th. Be safe with the fireworks and have some good times and enjoy your day off. Let's go Nats. <sighs> 